the second Bible reading this morning is taken from uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. Uh, please follow along from your Bible or from the screen. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he, he pledged to the house of, and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men of whom, on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has appeared, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby whom was lying in the manger. In the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as... They, were, they have been told. This is God's word. Thank you so much, Amit. Uh, well, welcome. My name's John. I'm one of the ministers at this church. And isn't it so wonderful? After the year that we've had, we can gather like this to sing praises together, to be in wonderful company and fellowship. And especially now as Christmas approaches to reflect on what Christmas is all about. Well, I'm going to spend a few minutes reflecting on that that first Christmas story we just heard read. And I'd like to begin with a question, and I guess it's a question for us big kids and little kids. And the question is this, is Christmas good news or bad news? Good news or bad news? Well, boys and girls, I suspect we know the answer. I reckon the little ones know. I reckon it depends. It depends on the presents we get, right? If the present is expensive, the parents, they have to use their credit card, and it's hard to find, 
Would that be good news this Christmas or bad news? Boys and girls, what do you reckon? Yes, good news if it's expensive. But if it's cheap and we don't like it or we got that gift last year or it was re-gifted, oh, we don't do that, do we? Or we rather that gift goes to a, a cousin. Bad news or good news? Well, that's probably bad news, right? Well, last year around Christmas, in fact, a bit after Christmas, one of my sons, he got his first mobile phone. First one. He was entering into high school. We thought, well, it would be good for him to get a mobile phone. Do you know what phone he got? He got an iPhone. And do you know which one? Not iPhone 13 or 12 or 11 or 10 or 9 <laughs> or 8 or 7. In fact, it was a 6. It was a hand-me-down from a grandmother who didn't want it anymore. <laughs> and just to add to his joy, I put him on a mobile plan with no data. Good news or bad news? Well, he was pretty happy with his phone anyway. Crack screen and all. This year, I've already picked up a present for my wife, Yvonne. And I tried to be a little bit discreet. It's a big box. I haven't wrapped it yet. Didn't have time. Can't, I mean, I'll have to get to it. But I tried to be a bit discreet. So I tried to cover up what it is. And it looks like this. A little bit discreet. I've got a black one. It's black inside to match her eyes. Um, good news or bad news for Yvonne this Christmas? What do you reckon? Great news. It better be because it cost me a mozza, but I did get it on sale. <clears throat> so Christmas, good news or bad news? Well, Christmas is meant to be all about good news, isn't it? It's all about good news. I mean, we sing about it in our carols, don't we? We've sung a few already in We Wish You a Merry Christmas. What do we say? We sing, good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings means good news. It is about good news. Or in the carol, God rest you merry gentlemen. We sing about it too. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. This is good news of comfort and joy. Or, O little town of Bethlehem. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. And so we know Christmas is meant to be about good news. But why is Christmas meant to be good news? Have you ever wondered why? Why is it meant to be good news? I mean, it's out there on our sign, isn't it, outside our church? Good news of great joy, but why? We see, for us to understand the good news of Christmas, we have to first understand and come to recognize and appreciate the bad news of this world. We have to see the contrast for us to appreciate the good news. It's a bit like you don't know what beautiful looks like until you see something really ugly. Until you see an ugly dog, then you recognize, okay, that's a beautiful dog. Or it's a contrast. It's, it, unless the sky is dark and black, only then will I see the stars brightly shining. Unless I see what is really, really bad news, then can I come to appreciate what is really, really good news. And there's bad news, isn't there? I mean, there's bad news all over. And I suspect during this time, in fact, for many of us here, we know what it's like, don't we, to hear bad news. I mean, this year was 
filled with bad news. And I suspect many of us, we've had enough bad news. And I suspect many of us, if not all of us, we have experienced bad news. And I suspect even for many of us, we still carry on with that bad news on our shoulders. And I suspect at this season, during this season of the year, none of us want to hear any bad news whatsoever. We want to avoid it. We want to hide from it. We want to get away from it. And that's why I suspect many of us will medicate ourselves by drinking, overeating, partying, and perhaps even, let's just sing carols, to dampen the pain and sorrow that is happening inside. I wonder whether that's the case. You see, there is bad news, and that's why the angels declared what they did about 2,000 years ago. It would be strange for them to come from heaven to earth and to say, I've got good news for you. I've got good tidings to share. I've got good news of great joy. It would be strange for them to say such a thing if there wasn't bad news. And it would be strange for us to celebrate Christmas year after year after year for 2,000 years if those good news back then were not still relevant for us. And so, what's the bad news? Well, the sad fact is that we don't have to go very far. We don't have to go very far or travel very far or look very far to see all the sadness and sorrow of this world. I mean, these last two years, what a year they've been. I mean, the number of pictures on Instagram, the number of likes on Facebook, social media, they do not solve the problem. It might look good, but what that does for many of our young people is just increases anxiety and also increases insecurity. It's bad news. It's terrible news. Or what about this coming Christmas? Hoping that I might have a lot of fun and joy with company of friends and family. But for some, I suspect even here, we'll spend Christmas alone. And that is sad. Extremely sad. In fact, last year I was very sad to hear that on Christmas Day, one from our church was going to spend Christmas alone. I said, don't spend Christmas alone. Come over to our place. In fact, loneliness is a big issue in Australia. About one-third of Australians express feelings of loneliness. One-third. About 30% of Australians say they're not part of any genuine friendship group. That is sad. And what's worse is this Christmas, for some, in fact, for quite a number of people, it may mean yet another Christmas away from family, not by choice, but by COVID. Or for some, this Christmas, what might it mean? It might mean just sadness covered up with tinsels. No amount of Christmas decorations can cover the pain, the sorrow inside. I mean, I know, and you know, People close to us, people we love, living in households that are just broken. Marriages that did not work out this year. Children running astray. Children estranged. Fighting, bickering. No amount of tinsels can cover that pain. Or for some, it's grief that is even present at the presence. Grief that is there. I can't just begin to imagine, especially this time of year, the pain and sorrow 
and despair of those parents from Tasmania after what they experienced with that tragedy. How hard this Christmas will be for them. A chair in the home that will be empty. And of course, we've got this pandemic. Yesterday I got an email, I mean a message uh, from one of the doctors in our church just to maybe lift my spirits. Hey, you know what? This Omicron is 5.4 times more contagious than the Delta variant. It lift my, no, it did not at all, <laughs> lift my spirits. You don't have to go far, do you, to see all the sadness, all the bad news that is here in this world. You don't have to go far at all. But you see, the heart of the bad news are not just those things. The heart of the bad news, in fact, goes far deeper. The heart of the bad news is that we have no peace. We have no peace. Whatever's happening in our world, we have no peace. And I don't mean world peace. I mean, I don't think we'll experience world peace this side of heaven. We should try, work hard. We won't get there. We will not get there. In fact, during the first Christmas, it was declared that there was world peace throughout the Roman Empire. Do you know why? Because of this guy we read in that passage, Caesar Augustus, the great Caesar Augustus, the great emperor, who went around and declared, I bring good news of peace. And it was known as the Pax Romana. He declared, we've got peace. We've got it all. But that's not the peace we're talking about at Christmas. Otherwise, the angels wouldn't have come. You see, there is something that is deeper. The heart of bad news is that we do not have peace with God the one who made us for him. And so forget what's happening in the world, what we see in the news. Just consider what's happening in here at the moment for many of us. The storm is still raging. The heart is disquiet. The thoughts, they just torment us. And we have no peace. Why? Ultimately because we have no peace with God himself. You see, to have peace with God means that we have good news. To have peace with God changes everything. To have peace with God means that I can live my life never, ever feeling lonely. Never. Whether I'm experiencing joy or sadness, celebration or despair, to have peace with God means I've got communion and fellowship with God. I'm never alone. He's with me and I'm with him. To have peace with God means I do not do this life alone. I do not need to be my own saviour. I do not need to be my own messiah. I do not need to fix up all the problems in the world. I do not need to carry my burdens alone. To have peace with God means I can lean on him. I can depend upon him. I can fall upon him. I can cast my burdens and cares upon him and knows that he cares for me. To have peace with God means, do you know that, that weight upon our hearts we feel sometimes? The weight of guilt and shame. Our past history just weighing so heavily on us, we cannot shake it off. You know that feeling? Peace with God means God looks into our very hearts and sees, you've done terrible things. You've done things that should never be, see the light of day. You've done wicked things. You've lusted. How could you have done that? 
You've been so great. God looks into our hearts, he sees it all, and he says, I love you still. That's what peace with God means. And he says, I forgive you. In fact, I'll cleanse you and you can begin a new life with me that will extend into all eternity. That's what peace with God means. Peace with God also means I can face the ravages of this world, diseases, cancers, suffering, pain, and know that my God knows what suffering is like and he will not leave me alone. And peace with God also means I can face the future without any fear. I mean, there's so much fear in our community today, around the world today, in fact. But peace with God means I can face the future even in the face of death without fear because my God is Lord over life and death who grants me eternal life that will go into all eternity and I'll be home with my God forever. That is having peace with God. You see, that is the good news. The bad news is that much of this world have no peace, not any peace, but peace with God. And that's why 4th century Augustine, he said, you that is talking about God, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in thee. We will not find rest until we have rest with God until we have peace with God. And that was exactly what the angels declared the first Christmas. When they declared in the night sky, blazing with the glory of heaven itself, they appeared to these unexpecting shepherds. And what did they say? Do not be afraid. Now, it makes sense for them to say that. Of course you'll be afraid. You'll be freaked out. Look at these angels. But the angels said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. All people. Do you notice that? Not just the generation 2,000 years ago. It's why we celebrate Christmas every year. It is for all people, not just those up the front because they were early, but everyone in here, out there. And what's the good news? Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you, he is Christ the Lord. That is the good news. The good news is that Jesus is the Saviour so that you don't have to be, so that I don't have to be. We don't have to solve our own problems. We've got a Saviour to depend on. In fact, we've got a Saviour who bridges the gap between us and God, who closes the chasm between us and God. We've got a Saviour who gives us peace with God. And that's why we sing in our carol, which we'll sing after this, God and sinners reconciled. We can have peace with God. You should be blown away by that. I, a mere human being, wretched as I may be, I can say I have peace with God. And that's exactly what the angels sang about. The the choir of angels is a glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. That's what the angels sang about. It's what we'll be singing next. On whom does God's favour rest? You see, the news is for everyone. Good news is for everyone. But the favour of God, peace with God, is only for some. So we cannot enter this Christmas season thinking, I've got peace with God without knowing how. How? If you see that Jesus is Lord and King, 
He is the Saviour, born not just as a child in a cradle, but went from cradle to cross to die in our place and crowned as Lord and King, to turn and submit to him, to recognise that he is my king, to recognise that he's my saviour, I can't save myself. That's how God's favour rests upon us. And so this Christmas, is Christmas good news or bad news? It is great news. It is good news of great joy, and Jesus is that good news of great joy. And so for you now, let me begin, uh, end with the question I started with. Is Christmas going to be good news or bad news for you? What do you think? It will only be good news if you have peace with God. And you can because the Saviour has come. And if you believe that, you can join us and the choir of angels and we sing the very same words. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. Well, my prayer and our prayer is that we will all experience genuine, heartfelt, deep peace with God because of Jesus the Saviour. Amen.